We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network, which has your comprehensive Bucks coverage year-round, and of course, the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ty Windish, one half of the Eurostep pod, joined as always by my busy co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing all right, doing all right, hanging in there, just... uh getting ready uh, for the NBA season because we're like, what, 33 days away? 33? Just about right. just about 33 days. I think it is 33 days. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, the pod feed, it may be 34 or 32. That's the way time works. By the time you're hearing this, we are live on YouTube once again. So if you haven't already, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube, you can see some of these pods live plus other video content like Bucks Jeopardy, that'll be back sometime this month, I believe. TVD Adams got some wicked hard questions. I'm sure he's working on. I've put up some content on the YouTube talking about whose number is going to be retired. The YouTube is a resource, and also to not miss any of our content once it goes live across these various platforms. The GSPN Substack that's another great place to make sure you catch everything, plus exclusive content there too. Johnny Mac on a tractor, me ragging on Ben Simmons, the herd schedule, like all of that stuff and more on the Substack in the last couple weeks. So make sure to go to bit.ly slash find GSPN. That'll take you to the pod feed, wherever you listen. We've probably got it listed. It'll also take you to the YouTube and to the Substack. And today on this pod, Atlantic and Southeast division previews. We're going to preview the rest of the East. We don't care about the history of these garbage franchises and divisions, only the Milwaukee Bucks and their glorious Central Division. That was last pod, so go listen to that or watch that if you haven't already. But before we preview those divisions, some news. Bobby Portis dropping another championship shirt. And what perfect timing. I just got my first one today. It's on the – look, Rohan. Oh, really? Wow. Look at you. Just showed up. Okay. 
you know what? I said it. I think I said it maybe on maybe on the live free agency pod, our four hour live pod. That was maybe a regrettable decision. That um, was definitely a decision. Uh, it was a about decision. It the next few days, I was like, did I actually do? Did we do that? I, did we didn't I, put it all on we the pod live? feed. We didn't put it all on the pod feed, but we put a couple hours up, mostly the Bucks stuff. We covered everything. That was a that was a lot of fun. I will say, I'm glad they only have free agency once a year, though. Although we might have to do something similar for the trade deadline. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I said somewhere at some point, it's been a whirlwind. We need to support Bobby Portis and buy his underdog merch to make up for all the money he left on the table. So I'm planning on getting the new shirt when it drops. Had to get this shirt. I just looked. There's a couple of these shirts left. If you go to Bobby Portis's Twitter, get to Underdog website, his brand. A couple sizes of these still in stock. We got to support Bobby Portis because he is supporting us for sure. Also, Bobby Portis, come on the Eurostep. Sell even more T-shirts to our rabid listeners. I, I 100% co-sign that. It, it would be incredible. Come on, Bobby. You're, you're missing out on a prime marketing opportunity. It, uh, literally, a, a good amount of people... Uh, tweeting me pictures of their shirt arriving, their order after they did it. We're all we're all in this together, trying to support our guy Bobby Portis. How can Bobby Portis not be your guy? But okay, do, do uh, we you want to know how we're, th- we're how else we're thriving? You want to know how I know we're thriving? How we just spent like five minutes plugging stuff. Yeah, we're busy, man. And you know what the crazy thing is? This is the this is the only dead time of the NBA. Like this is it. We got done with free agency. There's still deals trickling in here and there. But this is the deadest it will be. I mean, the Bucks are already back in Milwaukee. We got Pat's floater game. That's exciting. We could probably do an hour on that if we wanted to. Maybe we will. But Could this, we? <laughs> maybe. I, it would turn into a lot of other things. That's always how we end up getting the, the long pods. But this is the dead time, and we're still we're cranking stuff out. Adam and Jordan are doing their Fans of the Champ series, talking to some Bucks fans that we've known through mostly Twitter uh, or behind the buck pass for a long time, talking to them about their fandom, what the championship means to them. So we're still busy, even though the, the Bucks are just in, in quiet workout mode. Imagine what it's going to be like across the pod feed, YouTube, and Substack once the year actually starts. It's going to go crazy, Rohan. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. But let's get, let's get into the meat of this episode here. We're talking about the Atlantic and the Southeast. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. For I thought you were going to do a so, joke or a bit no. or something. I was like, you're going to say that just, it just skipped. Or? It just skipped my mind. What was, <laughs> everyone else can see it because it's right below them. Yeah, but Atlantic and true. Southeast divisions. We did a deep dive last week on the Central Division, like you mentioned earlier. We went through the history, everything, Bucks standings, Bucks history, all of that stuff. Make sure you go check check that out before you or you know after you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, we're doing this one live uh, about the Atlantic and Southeastern divisions. And now, uh, how do you want to do this? Should we go in order of uh, how they finished last season? Yeah, I think, but but one at a time. So let's start with the Atlantic and we'll save the Southeast for last. Um, but yeah, we can South, go. Oh, so, you, oh, so you're doing a Southeast. I'm doing a bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing a bit. Although I also keep calling it the Southeastern, which it's not. Even though Atlantic is an adjective, Southeast isn't. I digress. Uh, but we'll start with the Atlantic. So the team that won the Atlantic division last year, hilariously enough, not the Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers. What better place, Rohan, to start than with Philly? I was on Pickaxe and Roll today, a great Nuggets podcast hosted by Ryan Blackburn. And he asked me about the Sixers. 
And before I could even finish my initial thoughts, I just started laughing, Rohan, because the Sixers, a team with fans so corrosive, they took a bus and booed Tony Snell. They're kind of in hell. Like, I think the Bucks have been in a tough spot. I think post-bubble, that offseason felt really like, oh, this could get bad. You know, it's a terrible, uninspiring performance. Giannis took a while to sign the Supermax. Who are they going to get? Do we have to settle for DeMar? All this, the current Philly situation seems way worse, although they did get Embiid to extend, which takes some pressure off. But still, this is a mess in Philadelphia. It really is. Last week, I was on our fellow Blue Wire pod, the house that Hinky built with Jackson Frank, talking a little bit about the Sixers and their situation. And uh, I didn't laugh. Uh, I couldn't do that when I was on a Sixers pod. So that that felt kind of wrong. I got, wanted got to know inspire. your audience. Got to know your audience. Yes. But uh, we talked a lot about uh, one of the biggest issues, the biggest issue playing the 76ers this offseason. And that is uh, Ben Simmons and uh, what's going to happen there. So to recap what's going on with this situation, the Sixers, after they lost in the playoffs, by the way, to the Hawks on their what, home what floor in seven games. What round was that? What round it was, was in the that? second round time. It wasn't even the conference finals, really. Yeah. Wow. You know, you want to know how you want to know how many individual awards uh, Embiid has? As many, many conference finals appearances Ooh. as he has. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. I heard he was going to win MVP in DPOI. Man just wants to be honest. It's hard to do. Very few have done it. Bucks have more finals. Uh, Giannis has more finals MVPs than uh, Embiid does, just trophies in general. Uh, just just food for thought. So after they lost uh, on their home floor in seven games to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, basically Joel Embiid and uh, Doc Rivers were not being very friendly to Ben Simmons. They were saying they were just, without saying his name, just throwing him completely under the bus. And uh, later that it ensued that uh, uh, Daryl Morey and the 76ers management were looking to, you know, maybe move on from this clutch sports was involved. They had a meeting and it's like, okay, we're fine with you trading us. I know you want to trade me. uh, So let's just do this. We both want this to end. So it's going to end. And then uh, the 76ers can't really find a trade partner for It's, it's, it's so funny. It's just they, so funny. They can't find anyone who wants Ben Simmons for their ask, asking price. So uh, they're willing to bring it back to camp. And uh, Ben Simmons' camp is like, uh, I thought I thought we agreed that we're going to get a trade done here. Uh, and now it's just turning really ugly and it's delicious. I think my first favorite thing, I still think, I know there's reporting on both sides. I think they could have done Simmons, Maxi, and some sort of platter of picks for Harden. I still think that just hilarious that they didn't. I mean, they, they they might be champions right now. They're the Sixers, so probably not. But maybe, maybe. Don't, don't no, Ty. No, no. Don't even put that into the evening. I no. maintain Harden and Embiid is just a horrifying combination. They don't do that. They don't get Kyle Lowry, whatever the asking price there would have been. They don't do that either. I love that now that it's not even that they can only get like a lesser star. It's that the Kings don't want to throw in Tyrese Halliburton. I like Tyrese Halliburton. Good player. Oshkosh native. Tyrese, come on the pod. I'm sorry. He's a, a rookie, not rookie of the year. Not Doesn't seem to be an elite scoring prospect. Like a, a good player, a helpful player to your team. And they're like, they won't even, the Kings won't even start the conversation there for Ben Simmons, who was supposed to be the next Giannis, 
supposed to be better than Giannis. First overall pick uh, in a redraft. He recently still went there probably because the class is very uninspiring and Jamal Murray is, is sidelined right now, but there's, there's doesn't seem to be any sort of a market. And now we're getting to a point where it's like teams just don't want to blow up their whole team at the moment. Cause they just got it together. They just built this new team ready to roll into the season. And now we're looking at like, maybe a Minnesota poo-poo platter. They're going to end up with D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, which is like literally salary floatsome. I mean, I think Simmons is pretty good. I don't think he is. I think he's just, I wrote this on the sub stack, a lot closer to Draymond than Giannis. And Draymond doesn't really make a ton of sense on a team with Embiid. The fit isn't great there. He just, I don't know if it's can't or won't, but he doesn't score. He refuses to score. I mean, listen, it, it, the Sixers, uh, Embiid and, and Maury and Doc, I don't think it was Maury, I think it was Embiid and Doc. Did they shoot themselves in the foot by trashing Simmons after the pass out uh, in the playoffs? And then they lost. It, it wasn't even just about that. Like, Doc was saying, like, I don't know if he can be a championship caliber point guard. That's just yeah, not he, talking they about it. But it was after that, right? It was after yes. that. So did, did they shoot themselves in the foot? Absolutely. Would I have probably said the same thing after Absolutely. watching that happen in 4K? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was such a bummer. He's literally at the rim. Could have just dunked. He sees Trey Young, of all people, a few feet away and, and throws the pass out. I mean, there was a joke that he was tall Rondo. That was the most tall Rondo kind of thing I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's ridiculous. You just can't have it. It's untenable. And it's hilarious that now the Sixers have to try and act like they're cool with running it back. They still have a fine team. I think now, I think the rest of the league finally caught up to us, Rohan, and saying they're not in the top tier. They're a tier below that. Um, I think that's where they seem to broadly be across the league. I think finally, now that the Bucks are rightful world champions, people acknowledge the Sixers are simply not on their level. If it wasn't for this public flame out, we might still not be there nationally, but we are we are here now. We'll see if they can pull off a trade or not. But it's just like I, I still think they're going to win a good amount of games in the regular season, by the way. Um, I, I just do. I, just, I, I don't think they will because here's the thing. Hmm. They severely need guards, like competent, good guards. But ha- because- they, haven't, they haven't in the regular season for years, though. Okay, but here's the thing. They had a decent one in George Hill in the later half of nah. uh, uh, last season. He did well he to tread water. Him. He barely he played for him. He barely He hurt. did well when he was there, though. He was all right. It was the same role we talked about whatever pot it was ago, whereas like, when you ask him to do too much, that's when it ends up being a problem. But they added zero guards. Their biggest offseason addition is Andre Drummond. So funny, by the way. Just... Just amazing. Like what? <laughs> I just love that. I honestly thought he was going to be in Guangdong. I just love that he's the Philly. I, I, <laughs> he and Embiid hate each other. I, I hope they get into it on the sidelines. There's going to be drama. That that's the one. That's the reason they might actually end up not winning as many games because now it's like clear they hate each other. Whereas before we weren't exactly sure. Like I think before Ben and Joel were in the. Uh, the Wizards, John Wall, Brad Beal space, where like maybe they're not best buds, but they, they get enough done and, and they're good players and there's some mutual respect. Now it's like Embiid is doing these BS recovery tweets like, oh, no, I love Ben. Everyone knows. I-. No one knows you love Ben. Everyone knows you don't love Ben. Like 
Yeah, maybe you could sell me on them being worse for that. I think still they have talent, right? Obviously, Embiid is really good when he's there. Tobias Harris, honestly, had an amazing playoffs. Like, I don't know if they're going to get another playoffs like that. Danny Green is Danny Green. Seth Curry, again, like, are they going to see that? Seth Curry went absolutely bananas in the playoffs. And they lost and it to the still Hawks didn't in the second yeah. round. It's amazing. It didn't it amount to six or seven. Seven, right? Seven. They seven. lost on their home court. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still think they're still going to – actually, do you think they're going to be the second-best team in their division this year? Oh, that's a uh, – That's a question. That's a question right now. So we can say who's going to be number one. That's obviously going to be Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, let's move on from Philly. Let's do Brooklyn quick, and then we can get to trying to sort this thing out after we cover the five teams. Philly is funny. They have good players. They have so many issues – Honestly, it's one of those – you know what they kind of remind me of is the Nuggets pre-Aaron Gordon and the Blazers all along. Like, I feel like they just won't include these young guys for anybody. And it's like, well, that's fine, but those young guys better be good because that's all you've got now. Tyrese Maxey's your only true point guard. Like, hope he's good. I hope Seth Curry doesn't fall off, which is very small. He's been an off-and-on player his whole career. I don't know. I Very weird team. Um, did not clearly address their big needs, but that's Philly for you. Yeah, that's Philly for you. So uh, let's talk Brooklyn. Brooklyn, uh, they're the favorites to win the title. I don't think that's deniable, right? Are we, are we both in lockstep in that? Are you, like, are they perceived as the favorites or are they actually the favorites? Are they actually? They're actually the favorites. I like the Bucks personally. I still think I do like the. I think the Bucks have a good chance. I would still put Brooklyn ahead. I would. I will say it like I said it last year. I think I, I don't think anyone beats peak Brooklyn, but I don't think you're going to see peak Brooklyn for various reasons. So I think teams will have a chance. I'll, I'll, Brooklyn probably should be considered the favorites. Yeah. So. What what happened with Brooklyn this offseason? Well, the biggest thing is you're hoping that Kyrie and Harden are back to full health because they weren't in the, in the playoffs in the second round against Milwaukee. That's why they lost to Milwaukee, and Milwaukee won the title. Uh, you know, I uh, always got to mention that. So what did they do? They loaded up again. <laughs> they absolutely loaded up again. They got Patty Mills, who I, that's their best deal. Getting yeah. Patty Mills, just another ball handler, just more insurance in case like Kyrie or Harden goes down. You have another very, very capable ball handler. Patty Mills, you should have come to the Bucs. I'm happy with George Hill, but Patty, come on. Come on, Patty. Come on. Come on, come Patty. On. Uh, do we have to send Chase Buford to go do something? Uh, <laughs> we, we might have to. Uh, they got another Bucks target of mine, Paul Millsap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, it's fine. I'm He's not as big of a deal. I'm more disheartened that they retained Blake. I was hoping Blake yeah. would go do something else. Yes, they re-signed Blake. They got rid of DeAndre Jordan. Who else did they get? They got James Johnson. They, they got, got LaMarcus again. LaMarcus is – I'm happy for him. I'm I, very I hope, happy for LaMarcus. I hope he's truly healthy and ready to play a whole season. I'm a little concerned, yeah. but apparently he's got medical clearance. So Yeah, if he has medical clearance, it should be, it should be okay. You Assuming think, all yeah. goes well. I'm I'm pulling for Lamarcus. So that one I'm not upset about. Who else did they get this offseason? They got Seku for free. They, it's yeah, their yearly it's tradition about, of getting a Pistons guy for free. About what he's uh, worth. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's not, what, that's, is, is he is he just going to be in the G League all year, right? Probably. Like when is I he going to so. play? They have eight thousand power forwards, some of whom they're probably going to have to play at small forward. They got Bruce Brown back. I think they re-signed him, right? Or did they just have him? Uh, he he signed his qualifying back. offer. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, that, that's interesting. He might might be out of there after a year then. But yeah, they're just they're really good. Um, and when the three guys are healthy, it's going to be really, really hard to beat them. They extended KD. <laughs> yeah, and they're working on the other two. I guess here, here's the next thing. Are they going to blow this somehow? Did you see – I think it was – God, I don't even remember. Somebody reported the like the Nets could trade Kyrie, but he would retire. We don't what? think they're actually going to – You haven't. You, it was like some report from uh, – No. I, I literally can't remember who, but – there's no way they actually trade him, Wait, right? Trade him for what? I don't know. It was I, I, I did, it didn't seem like they were going to trade him. It was just like somebody had somehow heard he would retire if he was traded from the Brooklyn Nets, and it became a thing. This is news to me, uh, so probably I'll not. Pull it up. Just I'll pull it up. based on that report, I would assume they're not going to trade Kyrie. Uh, you would think because. Uh, Kyrie and KD came there together. This sort of that friendship thing. But then again, they did uh, unload DeAndre Jordan, who was apparently a friendship linchpin there, and he's gone. Uh, okay, it was but, Nick yeah. Wright. Who's Nick, fair, he's fairly reliable. Some NBA news, Colin. There are a handful of Kyrie trades that potentially make sense for the Nets. Kyrie's agents have made it known that Kyrie would simply retire from the NBA if Brooklyn were to trade him. Kyrie replied, a puppet with a gif of a hand controlling a puppet. I don't know if Nick Wright is the puppet. I don't know if Kyrie is the puppet because that's what trading. I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and try to decipher Kyrie Irving. I, I, I would never. That's not, not too, too difficult. But like if, they, if that's, the only, that, that's the only way I could see Brooklyn like not being the favorite by the end of the year is if they did something stupid like that. Like, why would you ever? Yes. And I've seen, I did see some people on Twitter like, oh, it would make more sense for them if they could flip him in a, some defensive minded. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. They, they have Kyrie Irving. Unless they can flip him for one of the very few players better, it wouldn't unless make they're sense. Tra- unless they're trading Kyrie for Steph or yeah. Dame, that's the only way they're getting an yeah, like there, there's just no need. Like he was really good both ways against the Bucks. Like he was incredible. Really strong Defensively, defense. he was very, very good. I made sure to point that out when we were doing our, our playoff recaps and stuff during the series. He was incredible defensively. Way better than we've ever seen Kyrie Irving play. He was he was a monster. So no, you're not you're not doing that and upgrading Silly. your team. That's dumb. Silly. It's dumb. Absolutely. So basically. You just need to have those three, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, all healthy, have these supporting cast members that actually do well. Jeff Green, probably a sneaky loss for them. But if they have Paul Millsap, you hope he sort of takes on that role a little bit, even if he's a little slower. I think they got worse in, in, the, in just that, that flip. I think they got worse. Okay, but Patty Mills. Yeah, no, I just that, I'm saying just oh, that. Oh, just part. that? Just, just that, that, yes. They just probably got they, worse. They probably got better overall because I think Patty gives you more than, than Jeff did. And they have they still, and again, they don't need any of these forwards. That's the thing. Like when they're healthy, they're not going to play any of these guys that much. I think there's going to be a good amount of Katie at the five. But yeah, I mean, they have a lot of good players, including maybe the best guy in the world, two other guys in 
top 10 conversations. I, yeah, they're just, they're really good. I think you can beat yeah. them, but I think if they play, if they play their absolute best ball, I think it's almost impossible. Yeah. The problem here, if you want to look at it from a box lens, uh, problem for the Nets, I should say, is they did not do anything to address anything that was their weakness against Milwaukee. And that's just size. They didn't address yeah. that at all. Like LaMarcus, I, like I said, I'm pulling for you, man. He's not doing anything defensively. What I don't know if he'll to... be able to play against the Bucs, honestly. Maybe. What maybe is he supposed to do against Brooke? He, yeah. Even against Brooke, what is he supposed to do? He's too flat-footed to do any Against Brooke? Like, <laughs> uh, Blake Griffin's going to be another year older, and Giannis is another year. So it's like Blake Griffin did fine against Giannis. He was probably the best Giannis defender in the playoffs, which, again, low bar. But Giannis had another year to figure it out. Giannis is evolving. It's not going to be an issue again. <laughs> no, Let's just say that. And we saw, I think he looked better on Giannis early. That series was when the switch flipped and Giannis became more of a center, right? I think that series when it happened. Game two was it, Giannis's low point, and he had 18 points, just trying to do too much with the ball. After that, it felt like he really accepted, okay, I'll, I'll play more of a center style of ball and no one can guard me on the block and, and nobody in the playoffs could. And that was that. I think doing that more will happen earlier and more often against the Nets. And I do think, yeah, that's clearly it's the issue for everyone in the league, right? Like when when the Bucks do size down, what the hell do you do about it? And nobody had any answers this last postseason. And clearly, you know, if uh, uh, Eugene here in the chat, shout out the YouTube chat, said. Uh, Millsap will have a really difficult time guarding Giannis. That's an understatement. That's that is the can't. understatement of the sensor. He he, can, he can't he, he can't do much. anything. He lost. He, can't, he hasn't been speed. able to do anything in three years. What is he supposed yeah. to do now? Yeah, <laughs> like I just, like Paul Millsap, but come on. <laughs> I think it's I think it's two years too late for him to be in that role. Um, and yeah, they, again, is it are they going to dust off Claxton for this? Is Claxton even going to play? Like they have an odd they have an odd uh, lineup. It'll be interesting to see. You know, do all the old guys get to play or not? DeAndre Jordan didn't, obviously. So I don't think it. I, I wouldn't chisel it in stone that we're going to see LaMarcus and Blake every game. I think we'll see Blake every game. Probably kind of have to. But yeah, I think they could have used a better Giannis defender, but also so could every team in the league. There just aren't that many guys out there who can actually handle it. But um, I got, we skipped the Philly win projection. What are your win projections for the Nets and for Philly? I think the Nets, once again, I'm so glad we're back to 82. So I can Yeah, so much easier. <laughs> so much easier. I'm going to say the Nets win 60. Yeah. I'm going to say 58. And just because I don't think they're going to push it. I don't think they're going to play any defense. I think when they don't play defense, there's going to be some games where the guys just don't care or where one or two of them is out. And I think they'll. I don't think That's they're going to the be. That's the thing, though. Even if they have one guy, they're still in the game. Yeah, they're in the game, but I, I'm still saying they win 58. It's That's still a fair. lot of games. Like <laughs> two two is wins tough. is the discrepancy. So they they want they were 48 and 24 last year. So it's 50 more games with adding 10 more games to the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So they're still better, I, I would think. I haven't done the math, but um, which and again, obviously, I think both of us pretty clearly have them as the best team in 
the Atlantic Division. Uh, yeah, so they were on a 54-55 win pace last year. So 58, still better. Um, hopefully they don't have as many injuries. They, had, they lost KD for a while, which that, that sucks. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to say 58 for injuries and, and lack of effort on some games. I think the Bucs okay. finish with the best record in the East. I think they're younger uh, and a little deeper than Brooklyn. Okay, okay. So the Sixers? Oof. 47. They won 49 last year. Yeah, I know. But last year they didn't hate each other. Yeah. 47. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say 47, too. I kind of like 47. I could see 46. I could see 50. Maybe they get a 50-win season that nobody is impressed by. I think they're now the Bucks in, in terms of, like, I don't know if it'll matter what they do in the regular oh, season. Oh, no, they're definitely there. They're definitely unless, there. Unless they actually flip Simmons for someone good. Uh, otherwise, I don't think anyone will care. Um, the third team in the Atlantic Division last year is not the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics fourth in their own division last year. People do forget the Knicks 41 and 31 in the, in, in the NBA last year did not win in the first round. Another team that lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs, the Knicks, I think we kind of laughed at them on our free agency show. Looking back, I do think they got better. I think they're deeper. Um, I think if RJ continues to get better, RJ Barrett, they could still be uh, – they could, they could be, I don't know, probably third in the Atlantic division again, maybe second. I don't really see it. I think the rest of the league got better. And I kind of want to see them do it for more than a year because they did not look good in the playoffs. Derek Rose had to do a lot of lifting. It was really bad series for Randall who kind of had a lot of good stuff going and then it all kind of evaporated in those games. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Knicks? I feel like I don't feel str- that strongly one way or another about the Knicks. I, I don't really feel 
super strong about them in either direction. I think they did get better. However, I think last year their win total was a little inflated because opponents missed an ungodly amount of threes against them that they normally don't. They got very, very good three point opponent, three point shooting. So in terms of whether I think they're going to make like a step, I don't know. I don't really know. We've seen the Kemba Walker experience now for the last two seasons and it hasn't gone great. Evan Fournier in the playoffs is just not great either. Just bad. It's just bad. uh, We can say it's bad now, right? Because it's been a pattern. It's just like, it's, there's just no substance. I think to, to Fournier in the playoffs, I think people are probably a little too excited about Kemba after everything shook out the way it did in the league. I was like, I think I'd rather have Schroeder on the money he got than Kemba. Quite honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would too. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they got a little better. They did get better. They did get better. They're going to have a lot of internal development, like you mentioned. They're like R.J. Barrett. Maybe this is the year he takes the big, big leap. Julius, are you going to continue going at this level after you get your new contract extension? Big That's year to for be him. Seen. Big, big, big year. year for how, how everyone is going to look at him. Mm-hmm. Nerlens, Taj, Derek Rose, oh, yeah, like those guys are all back. Yeah, uh, they might have overpaid for those guys, but you know it is what it is. You got to keep Taj and Derek Rose around as long as Thibodeau's there. I think that's just NBA law. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. Uh, they yeah. have to. If Jimmy Butler could go there right now, he would. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> nah. What is? Uh, I, I think the issue I have with them, with the Knicks, I think they got a little better. I think that middle squishy middle of the East around them as a whole, probably is getting significantly better. And that's why I could see, I, I again, think they got better. They might finish worst relative to the rest. They were the fourth seed last year. I would not expect them to finish fourth this year. No, not really. They were on a 47 win pace, just a shade under 47 win pace last year. I might say they're around the same this year. I don't know if I'm even going to say that. Yeah, I might go a little lower. I might go 44. I'll say 45. I feel like I'm going to project every team in the damn league to have between like 42 and 47 wins. I feel like that's where I've had everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's going to have to take a step back. I unfortunately think the Celtics are going to be a little bit better this year, although I don't love their team either. Yeah, I'll say, what did you say? I said 44. I'll say 44 too. I think some magic is going to wear off. I, I feel like post Chicago, I think the tib stops to me. It felt like, oh, everything's really good. And then it's just not. And it wouldn't, wouldn't stun me if that happened again here. It really, it all for me, I think hinges on is, was Randall's season last year. Was this a contract year thing? Like, he balls out, he gets the big bag, and then it's just not there anymore? Or was he legitimately good and just struggled in the playoffs with the increased role? That's going to be big. Also, like, does R.J. Barrett, is he static? or does he? If he, if he takes a, a significant step, they'll probably get up to 47, 48. I'm not going to bet on it, though. I think he looked good last year, but we'll see. We shall see indeed. And uh... – I guess our next team here is the Boston Celtics who finished, like you mentioned, fourth in their own division. They were 500 last year, 500, 36 36 and 36. 
You really love to see it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think my favorite Celtics thing is they swapped Horford for Kemba and then Kemba back for Horford. Yep. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's simply hysterical. It's, Why do they think it's going to work now? Because uh, Brad Stevens is running. <laughs> oh, because oh, they have Time Lord as well, who's played 14 NBA seconds but just got a big contract. Time Lord is good, and that's the he's problem fine. with their offseason. He's fine. He's fine for he's good for them, is what I'll say. And that's the problem. What, why are you getting Al Horford, Ennis Cantor, and, and Wancho Anon Gomez when the guy you need to play is Time Lord? Because I know he's never going to be in the lineup. So that's how his career is gone. It's just that's why I'm down. I'm still down. I don't think they're going to get that much better. I think, think Jalen and Jason are really, really good. Just yeah, the team around them is bad. If, it's not if, good. If Tatum is healthier, that'll help. He had a, a tough COVID year. Um, I still think they need more of a facilitator point guard. They didn't get it in Schroeder. Apparently, there's some talk that with this smart deal, he's going to be seen as more of a point guard. That feels Ooh, like that doesn't a, help. <laughs> that feels like a Brad Stevens blind spot going from coach to executive. Like I think he really believed in Smart as a coach. Fine. Don't think we've seen true point guard stuff from him. He reminds me of more of the Lonzo role of like put him next to a couple initiators and let him focus on defense. And well, for him not shooting, his shooting has been mostly disastrous for them. Um Marcus, I think the, Marcus has gotten really – he's gotten way better in the last couple He's years. gotten way better, but he, the, the issue is he's gotten to passable, which is largely what Lonzo did. But Lonzo doesn't, like, dribble the ball up and just immediately, like, chuck a, a deep three off the dribble. Like, Marcus Smart's shot selection at times is brutal. So I don't truly understand why giving him more of the keys is going to be a good thing. Like, if they could – like – I don't even know who. I mean, obviously, every team could use a Chris Paul, but imagine this team with Chris Paul getting Jalen and Jason into their spots. Like, that was the Suns thing, right? They were like, well, good team. We like Booker. Booker is not a point guard, and I think that's roughly where Tatum is. Like, he can handle a little, but he's much more of a secondary creator. So if you can get someone to really slide those guys back and and let them work off of a guy like CP – I think they're in a much better spot. They've never been able to do that. They tried with Kemba, didn't really work. Kemba's never really that kind of a cerebral point guard. And he's just not, at this point in his career, just can't stay healthy. I don't think Smart is that. Schroeder is certainly not that. So to me, I just feel like their their morass of bigs doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I heard they may start Horford in Time Lord. I don't know why, but I hear that may be a thing that they do. Um, really, uh, the only do, reason, I feel bad for Udoka, man. The only reason uh, that would be his fault. Stop feeling bad for this guy. He would be the one to do that, Rohan. I, I mean, if there's pressure from uh, basketball ops, I, I guess. I, I'll say, listen, who happens to be a former coach? The on only team? reason, yeah, you think he's going to be down there, like you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Did he you know might they fire Udoka midseason and do both? Do you know they asked That's me a or take. LeBron? That's what I think is going to happen. Wanna, you think he's going to do the pop? He might do the pop, but keep the basketball operation stuff. Well, pop was both for a little while. The pop didn't. Pop started, I think, in ops and then did the coaching. Yeah, this is like an extra. And the, step. But he he seeded a lot of that after he yeah. became oh, yeah. a coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Brad's going to try to do both. That's my predict. That's my wild prediction for the season is that Brad is going to be the coach again of the Celtics soon. That's a hot take. I like that. Um, 
Yeah, really the only reason I think they're going to be better is like healthier and maybe a step forward Tatum. I don't know. I think they're going to be better than 500. I don't think they're going to be appreciably better. 43. 43. Wow. It's two games over five, or four games, I, te- I guess, technically over 500. Two wins over. Yeah. Yeah, I always think 42 is 500. I feel like I'd, I'd stop myself from thinking that, and then going away from 82 for two years ruined me again. I'll say 44. <laughs> You're giving me a reaction to I know, 43. I know. For one, and for then one going win. 40. For one win. Yeah, I'm a drama queen. What can I say? Yeah, I'll say 44. I, I don't know what I the just, upside, I'm not What's super, the upside? I'm not super high. What's the upside uh, for them? Is it just like Tatum becomes... It's Tatum and Brown. That's it. I, I almost feel like we're getting close to what Brown is going to be. How good is yeah. this guy going to get? I don't know. Yeah, we might, and that's still pretty... pretty good. Like, it's good. really good. good. But that's the upside is Tatum and Brown. They just ascend even more. You need both of those guys. That's why I'm saying both of them. Cause you need both of them to ascend more to well, drag this team. If Tatum became the top five guy, I don't know if you need both then, but that you does need, feel like, but the thing is they don't have a secondary uh, creator. Who's also a star. That's not yeah. Jalen Brown. And most elite elite teams have multiple elite shot creators. The Celtics don't have that. They have one. Yeah. 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 No, you talked me down pretty well here. Probably going to be pretty mid. Speaking of pretty mid, Toronto Raptors finished fifth in the Atlantic Division, 27 and 45. I think they might go out of their way to finish with less than 27 wins this year. I think they're pretending like they're not going to tank. I, think I they hope might- they don't tank. I think they're going to do a little image rehab for old Pascal Siakam before they find a a suitor for him. But how much uh, can you do? You know, get him healthy, match him up in some regular season stuff. I could, you know, what's going to be funny if, if they get more for him than the Sixers get for Simmons, that would be, or they just swap them. Yeah. But I, I guess the question, why would Toronto want that? That's a great question. Oh, this guy can't lift a franchise. Let's have him do it. <laughs> He's younger. He is younger. I guess that'd be why. Um, He's also better. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's straight up better. They're both not great. <laughs> They're both clearly complementary pieces, just in different ways. Yeah. Siakam can score. Listen, if you put Siakam, if Siakam's third on your team, your team's really good. And he's really good at that. Like, that's his thing. He was really good that playoff run when he was clearly third. And there was some question at the time. I don't think anymore. He was third. Kawhi was clearly one. And then Lowry and Siakam. Maybe they were pretty close. But you need that that number one who's like, oh, yeah, he is number one. And then another guy. And then Siakam. And you're like, okay, you're in good position. I will say that. I think probably people have come down on him even too hard, even for us. Siakam seems like a good dude and is a, a good player. He's just not yeah. – he's not a franchise lifter. He is – And also his shooting might have been an aberration. Yeah. I, I put him in the Tobias Harris realm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's below the Tobias Harris realm. Uh, he's, I think he's close. I like, I like – Okay, okay. They're, they're in the same category. They're, they're in the same, same realm. realm. They're in the same realm. If Tobias get, is your yeah. third guy again, you feel good. If, if Simmons yeah. had been what they thought Simmons was going to be, the Sixers actually probably would have been good, but they're the Sixers, so they weren't. 
Um, but the issue for the Raptors and why they're fifth and they're going to be fifth again is Siakam is their best guy. Uh, he's still not healthy. Yeah, he has a torn labrum and his five-month recovery, and that was in June. So yeah. he should be so, good to go around November. So, December. yeah, maybe he's back for the, the first game. We'll see. The season starts in a month, though, so maybe not. Um, then, like, OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet and who they draft? They, te- they technically uh, – Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. They technically still have Dragic. He might stay. I mean, he might. Like, he, he doesn't want to, but – he might stay. I don't think they're going to buy. I think they're making it clear they're not going to buy him out. I, I think this is the Raptors year. I think they started off and they give it a couple weeks. Maybe they maybe they win games. Maybe the some of these other teams don't have their stuff together and they just go for it. I think they're leaving that possibility open. But I think the expectation is they're clearly not good enough. And then they start moving guys before they get hurt, especially Dragic. I think he would be number one. I think Pascal probably would be the second one. Van Vliet is what, 27 now? Still kind of young. Like that. But I think like OG Scotty Barnes is like the next core that they're yeah. looking to supplement. And that core looks a lot better if you're drafting high in this next draft than it does with those guys just themselves right now. Plus some and extra plus, picks. Plus they're not going to have a guy like Kyle Lowry to help set him up. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be weird to see them without him this year. Um, like, what is Siakam without Kyle Lowry? It's going to be it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a tough year. I almost wonder if they'll. If, I wonder if they pull the plug early because right now, as as they're constructed, I think Dragic would have to do a lot, and I don't think they're going to want to put that much on his plate because their worst case is he gets hurt and then their trade chip is gone. I think I really think they're going to try and trade him to Dallas at some point for something. The question is just what. Um, if they really wanted to go crazy, Dallas has all their picks, right? Or maybe no, one they, still no. to New York? Yeah, they still have a one and a swap, I think, to New York. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you know, if you really want to get nuts, like Siakam and Dragic for Porzingis stuff and a ton of picks. Now you're talking. Tom. That's a reset. Now That's you're a reset. talking. And then suddenly, suddenly the Mavs, it's like, oh my God, Dragic and Luca and Tim and Pascal and, and their Klebas, I think is their best big man, um, or Dwight Powell, whoever, whichever one. Like suddenly it's like, oh wow, okay, now you're cooking with gas. I don't know if Toronto has any interest in that. I don't know. It depends how much Dallas can throw in, but that, something like that could be interesting. But I think the Raptors, they're not going to be the worst team in the conference. I think they are in that bottom tier. And I think they'll, They'll be closer if we do what if they do what we're expecting, which is to kind of blow it up. Yeah, and I just this roster—it's not good. No, and it, it falls off really fast. I mean, you start reading the names, and it's like, okay, this is bad. Yeah. So uh, why did they I'm sign Sam to- Decker? I think that's the most unraptors move I've ever. Zero upside. Not a good – I don't think not a good locker room piece. Why? I don't know. Why? That's a great question. You're, you should ask – you should take that up with uh, Masai. Um, could have been here, Masai. You could have been on the Bucks. They have five rookies, but that does count their two ways. They have another three guys who are going into year two. I got, they got Precious Achua. Sure, why not? Um, Svi. Like this, the roster is like, oh my goodness. 
Dragic, Siakam, Van Vliet, and Anobi. And at that point, you're like, okay, that's a pretty good start. I could see this being a good team. And then Kem Birch, Chris Boucher, Watanabe, Svi Mahailuk, Malachi Flynn, Precious Achua, Sam Decker, Scotty Barnes. Like, what are the rest of these names? They're not good. They're not no, good. They, no, they are not. They no, could they get – no, I won't say it. I won't say it. They could get what? I was no, going to say on. they could get sneakily processed Sixers if they really blew this thing up. Probably not. I think they'd probably hold on to like OG and maybe Freddie Van Vliet no matter what. And if you have those guys, you're not processed Sixers. Yeah. Oh, you're Van Vliet's like, older than I thought. He's like what, 29? 28? 27. But he's the same age as uh, Pascal. You said 27. Oh. So you're okay. right. Yeah. As no, usual. Right. <laughs> as usual. Oh, no. What did I do? Uh, they were on a 31 win pace last year. I don't think so this year. Um, I think 30, 29. Oh, 24. <laughs> well, what? I mean, we're giving all these wins to these other teams in their division. That's true. That's I mean, true. someone's got to be bad here. And again, I do. This part of this is if I thought they were really going to go balls to the wall to win with Siakam and Freddie and, and them and Dragic, maybe I, I give them 30. I just don't see it. And, and I think I could see them winning a little bit to start the year and then just falling off. Yeah, I could too. That's, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, 24. Okay. Okay. Let's I'll, I'll lower. I'll go 26. I'm sticking with 24. I could see them getting up to 20 wins. Like maybe they're 20 and 30. And then they just have like an atrocious end they of the year. They go full OKC. Yeah. Like, the like they, they, they sit down. They're two healthy guys who can still kind of play like Shea and his mysterious injury. And they lose like 17 straight games. And they won like two games in the second half of the season. OKC did. It was, it was wild. It was like, very, it was atrocious. You know, you know what's even worse though? Their point differential in that time, they were getting blown out every night. Like it was shameless tanking. <laughs> it was rough. It, it, it was very rough. And they didn't win the lottery. The basketball gods don't really uh, appreciate that too much maybe that's the one reason toronto won't blow it up is they don't want the wrath of the basketball gods that's fair you got to respect the basketball gods so we have finished the atlantic division let's move on to the southeast division top of that look go ahead the atlanta hawks finished 41 and 31 last year kind of took the league by storm even though when you look at their offseason you're like oh maybe this was to be expected they went to the conference finals they went to game six of the conference finals which again, that's an achievement. That is yep. a very that's an achievement. That's good. I think they they're getting better this season. Uh, I'm so torn on the Hawks. Um, on the here's my hand. thing. Here's my thing. So they weren't great in the first half of the season, and that's why Lloyd Pierce is no longer their head coach. However, they did get Nate McMillan, and things started to flow better. They also got healthy in the second half of the season. Bogdanovich came back. Uh, Gallinari was healthy. Just they were much, much healthier in the second half of the season than they were in the first half of the season. And now they have that experience and now they have that cohesion, which is why I think they're just going to keep getting better. They didn't make any massive additions this offseason like they did last season. Like they lost uh, Tony Snell, went to the Blazers. They That's got Gorgie Zhang. Yeah, it is. It's a massive loss. That is the biggest <laughs> loss. He man hasn't missed a shot in like four years, but uh, still couldn't play. They get um, they get Jeng, they get uh, Delon Wright, who I forgot about. 
<laughs> they draft uh, who they draft Jalen Johnson, uh, Sharif Cooper. Yeah, you know they get some young guys. They always have some I, young guys. They always do. They re-signed Clint Capella, John Collins, Solomon Hill, Lou Williams. They got the Trey Young extension done. Just everything. They they retain their guys. They're bringing the band back together, basically. Which is why I think they're going to get better because they have that cohesion. Am I wrong to say that they're? You're, going to you're not. I think the 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 blueprint is there. Here's the thing about their year that that's hard to figure out what it means is the first half they were unseasonably bad. In large part, I think Bogdan was banged up. He who shall not be named, and they just didn't get off to a good start. They had other injuries too. I think. Gallo might Gallo's always a little banged up. But the second half of the year, I think McMillan's a good coach. I think they had the second best record in the league, either after the firing or after the all-star break. That's a little too hot. And they obviously they rode that into the playoffs. They made the conference finals. They had a good schedule to get to the conference finals. I, I think in some ways. Not I mean, unlike yeah, they, the Bucks they played, in 19. That's fair. They played the uh they played the Knicks, sure. They yeah. played the Sixers, sure. Then they ran into the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, and they, they took play one game teams. off the healthy Bucks, which is which isn't noteworthy. Yeah. They, they win no, the honest good. injury game. But like I, I do think that everything is in place for them to get better. I think my big question with them is this the year that some guys get a little unhappy because there's not enough playing time for everyone if they do stay healthy. Like, I do think that's a real thing. Like, I think this team, this is the number one team in the league poised to make a consolidation trade that puts them in the top tier. Like a Bradley Beal, I, Dame doesn't really make a lot of sense, but they have, they have their picks. They have young players. They have good players making good money. Like they could make some noise if, if something like that opens up and they go for it, but they, they don't have minutes forever. You mentioned they added DeLon, right? Don't know when he's ever going to play when Trey and Lou will are healthy. Don't know when he plays. If Herder's still the starter, they also have Reddish, Hunter, Bogdanovich, John Collins. I think I'm forgetting guys. Um, the center rotation. I'm not too worried about because they have, uh, uh, they have Okongwu and Jang. Okongwu's hurt. Yeah, Okongwu's hurt. That's what I mean. I'm not worried about that. Plus, he's only in year two. But I think they're like their wing rotation is so loaded. It's almost a negative. It's a good problem to have. I think they may have to resolve it at some point if they are healthy. I just think it's hard to manage trying to play all those guys, like both personality wise and as a coach. Like it's like when you have too many good receivers in fantasy. And you always end up benching the wrong one. I'm like, what do you do? What's the, again, See, good problem to have. That's never my problem. That's never my problem. My problem is I never have enough good players because I, I, I'm so bad at fantasy football, man. <laughs> so bad. I got blown up by like 50 points in week one. Lowest scoring team in my league. It was atrocious, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know. In terms of unhappiness, I do think that's a valid point. I don't think that maybe happens this year. That's maybe a next year problem, considering all of these guys are under contract. I don't think that's a year one of all of these guys being healthy problem. I yeah. think that's maybe a year two. 
And the thing is, you mentioned they had a really good record in the second half compared to the first half. Maybe they're not going to, you know, keep that in the second half. Usually when teams have that sort of discrepancy between first half, second half, it's not either one or the other that they follow up with. It's usually their average. So like their total season wins is usually around where they finish. And again, I'm saying that they're going to probably get better because one, what I just said, and two, I think their players are getting better. Like Trey Young is still very young. <laughs> he's he's entering year four in the league. He took a leap last season. I think he can even get better. All the guys around them are getting better. Cam Reddish came back, put on an absolute show against the Bucs. Him and Chris Middleton were going back and forth in the playoffs. He might have something to say. He might take a step forward. You have like Bogdanovich, if he's healthy, he can take a leap. Like these guys are still capable of getting better. That's why now it's time for me. I was supposed to have a win total and segue into that sentence, but I just, I'm <laughs> questioning myself a little bit here. So here's a question to start. They were the best team in the Southeast last year. Do you think they are again in the regular season this year? Yes. I do as well. They were around like a 47 win pace, I believe, last season. So I, I think they're going to be like a 52 win team. What, 52? 50, uh, 50. Let's go 50. I'm going to say, I'll say 50 as well. I think there's, they're just deep and it's just good to be deep over an 82 game season. They're young. I think they're going to be able to play enough defense. That's kind of been a question for them for a while. I think they'll play enough, just enough. I don't think they make the conference finals again because um, we're projecting Bucks Nets 1-2. If that's the case, that's the conference finals. I don't, none of these teams are beating either no. Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Um, like that version of the Nets that the Bucks beat in seven games, Kyrie healthy for three, Harden half healthy for three and a half or whatever it was, that team beats all these other teams this year. Like Absolutely. I think I think probably in six games. Like even even with one and a half guys, one, one and a half, one, one and a half to two guys, I should say. Um, they're still really good. They still have KD and good comp- complimentary players. So uh don't think the Hawks make the conference finals. I'll say 50 games though. I think I think they can do it. And I think they are lucky to be in what is hmm, probably the worst division in the East. Or is it the Central? Maybe it's the Central. I think it's – I don't know. Uh, it's it's either this or the southeast or the central for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I think they are the worst. <laughs> Who? Southeast. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's go team by team, and then we'll, and then we'll know. The other team we ex- – actually, you might have them third. I, I have them second. They were second last year. The Miami Heat, 40 and 32. I feel like my level of trepidation about the heat soared like an hour, the first hour after it was broke that they signed PJ Tucker. Since then, I think it's just really faded. I'm not that worried about the Miami heat. The thing with the heat, this kind of has to be their year with their ages. And it's not just PJ who obviously is, is ancient NBA years, but Lowry is 37. Turning 38 this season, I think. So not young. All this to say not young. Jimmy Butler is the other side of 30 and just didn't look that good in the playoffs last year. And there's there was muttering. Maybe he's hurt. We didn't hear anything about that. And he played every game. 
And the, the question with them is this. They can challenge the Bucks if he is that Kawhi Light. No, they can't. If, 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 please let me, if he is that Kawhi Light that he was in the bubble. If he's that guy, I said challenge, not beat. They could challenge the Bucks if he is the guy in the bubble who is going toe-to-toe with LeBron. The issue is he just hasn't looked like that guy since the bubble. And he didn't look all that much like that guy before the bubble. You want to know why? Because he's not that guy. (laughs) There it is. So that's the thing with them. Like if he is, you know, meme guy voice, not that guy, pal, I don't find them that scary. They're just like a worse version of the Raptors without Kawhi, which is like, okay, you have a good forward. You have Kyle Lowry. You have some fun pieces. You can play defense without Kawhi. It just doesn't go score the ball. Do that. So I, See what I just, happened. And, but, but again, this kind of has to be their best year with this core of Jimmy, Lowry, Bam, because Jimmy and Lowry aren't getting any younger and, and they don't have money anymore. Their money is all tied up in this core. Lowry's going to get older. We'll see what happens with Jimmy. Maybe he'll look better with some rest. Obviously, didn't have to play a lot in the playoffs because the Bucks sent their asses home. But in four, four games, mind you. But I just – I don't see it. Like, I think they're going to play good defense – I don't like what they have offensively. I said this on, on pickaxe and roll. Shout, shout out to Ryan in that podcast. Is Dwayne Dedman a top five shooter in their rotation? Seriously. Seriously. What do you, Duncan what Robinson, do you, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, Kyle Lowry, who is fourth of guys they're going to play. It's funny because it's true. Dwayne Dedman is at least arguably a top five Marquise shooter. Morris. Marquise Morris. Why? Is he, is he really going to play? Yeah, probably. I, what did, PJ's age. I, okay, let's say Marquise is fourth. Then he's battling it out with, I don't know. Marquise Morris, by the way, shot 31% from three last year. Yeah. That's, that's the guy jostling with uh, – with uh, my man Dwayne Dedman for for top five status, they're not good. They're, I think, okay, I think they're good. they're good. They're yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, let me say that they're not elite. I don't know why people think this team is going to make any noise. They're not. They're built to. They're theoretically. They're ideally in Miami's vision built to beat the Brooklyn's and the Milwaukee, right? Yeah. They might not get there. <laughs> yeah, no, they could get, they could get knocked off by one of those middle tier teams. I guess you could say Oladipo and Markeith Morris are four and five. And then Dwayne Dedman is six. What kind of state of affairs is this? It's terrible. That's what it is. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, they better hope Oladipo bounces back to all NBA form. If that happens, they then they'd need be pretty him scary. too. You know, if he's all NBA, him. then they're then they're actually scary. I, I don't see that happening. I, I don't think we're going to see that guy again. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's and their bench is like Harrow. I think is a good bench player. I think that's I think he'll be better him. than he was last year. Yeah, I think he's like Lou Williams' trajectory probably with him. He's not going to be that good next year. I don't think that's probably his ceiling. But like outside of him. It's what, PJ? They still have Iguodala for some reason. No, they don't. Oh, they don't? He's still listed on... He's in the Warriors. Oh, duh. My bad. They don't have him. They have PJ instead, which... Okay. Um, 
Markeith Morris, and then like a bunch of these theoretical young guys who, you know, heat culture is going to make them stars, except when they get included in as throw-ins in the Lowry trade, like Precious. Yeah. And what is, what is heat culture going to do to Kyle Lowry's ass? Like, that's the real question. <laughs> what, what, if he, what if he shows up without it? Then you uh, just have to throw away the whole franchise. He's probably going to – I think it would be terrible. I think it's the source of his power, like Samson's hair. That's how he takes charges. It's just padding. Yeah, he just so bounces that's... right back up. Yeah. It's like a, it's a safety net. <laughs> what are we saying for wind tunnels? I don't know. Um, do you think they finished second, or do you think, they, do you give, do you think the Hornets have a shot? I think to, I think they're second. Probably they're, they're gonna they're gonna play defense, and that does people who listen to the pod know I love defense. I think uh, I think defense does win you a good amount of regular season games. They were only forty and thirty two last year. I'm gonna give them forty one. Oh, really? Just 500? I think just 500. And everyone's going to be like, oh, but they're built for the playoffs. It's like, sure, they suck every regular season, and they had one good playoff. They have not finished, is it top half since LeBron left? Nope. I think. Is that it? I believe you're right. I know. They definitely haven't finished top two. They haven't had a great regular season since. They've had like – halves of great regular seasons and of course the bubble run in the playoffs but even then they finished fifth yeah in that bubble run um yeah i I think and really like long term i don't think it's a great outlook for them i guess one other swing factor we should mention if my guy bam Adebayo takes a step that would be big for them I don't know if he's what gonna is he have supposed, the ball. What, what's what's he supposed to do, Ty? Start pulling up for three because he's already a fantastic mid-range shooter. He's a he capable likes. mid-range shooter. That he's is already... true. He may end up being a top seven three-point shooter on the Miami Heat if he tries it for the first no, time. Is, this is year. that what Bam getting better is? Because he's already elite at everything else. No, right? I, I think it's you know I think it's probably like uh, scoring inside in real in, in all in, in yes. all honesty. Yes. Um, I think he does some interesting transition, like point centery stuff. Don't know how he's much he's going to get to do it with Lowry and, and Butler on the team, and and Oladipo on the team. Like this, there's only just so much no, ball. with just with Butler on the team in general because both of those those are two guys you don't have to worry about that are go- yeah. like high usage guys that you don't have to worry about from three. Yeah, I really like. I don't know how they can play PJ in the playoffs with those two guys out there. I really don't like. That's hard. three absolute nothing. It was hard for the Bucks to play PJ, Giannis, and Brook. Giannis is like shouldn't even be counted as a non-shooter at this point because he's always in the paint anyway, and he's a different level of player. He'll, he'll score regardless. Yeah, Brook is on and off, but Brook and PJ sometimes was spacing got tight. We saw what the Bucks did to the Heat with two guys like that. Now you add in PJ Tucker. You know, we'll see what Vic's shooting is like. Hasn't been all that good recently. Like if if Vic is shooting thirty two percent, Vic Oladipo, Jimmy won't do it. Bam won't do it. I we, I think we all know what to expect from PJ at this point. It's gonna be like they're they're just gonna be in a chokehold. Eric Spolstra is gonna have to figure out a lot of stuff. I think they would do unspeakable things to get Kelly Olynyk back. Oh my goodness! Kelly yes. Olynyk and Bam was like a really good fit. I think like trading him for Oladipo in the long run might have been the wrong move. At the time, it was like, well, it's salary, why not? 
if he if he a if he can't stay healthy, b if the shot is not there. What's he doing if the shot isn't there? By the way, like fourth quarter of a playoff game with Jimmy and Lowry and Bam on off. What is Vic doing at that? Is it just outlets like trying to beat I, I, defensively? Maybe he helps if again if he can get healthy and and I don't know. They have a weird. It's team. gonna be it's gonna be constant driving kicks that end in a shot clock violation. That's yeah. gonna be their playoff fourth quarter. It's gonna be some uh, some Bledsoe ish stuff happening. I think that someone's gonna catch the ball, try to get to the rim, pass out, go to the rim, pass out, go to the rim. There's either gonna be a turnover, someone's gonna brick a three, or there's gonna be a twenty four. There's gonna be a Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Shout out, shout out, Jordan and Adam. What did you say? Forty one or forty two? I said yeah, forty one, five hundred. I'll say forty three. I think they're a little bit over. Okay, fair. Um, third, last year, surprisingly, the Washington Wizards. The Wizards, 34 and 38. So we're now to the solidly under 500 portion of the show. I actually kind of like their offseason. I thought it was, I I thought it was well. pretty good. I, I think thought it was pretty, pretty well. So I need, obviously, I to, you, yeah. you talk. I need to pull up their roster and the Hornets roster. And think about some things because I'm still not sure how I'm going to do this. Okay. So the biggest loss was obviously, obviously Robin Lopez. Uh, I'm kidding. It's Russell Westbrook. It's huge. He stayed in the division though. He's a big Southeast division guy. Yes, (laughs) really. But in all honesty, they lost Russell Westbrook. They traded him to the Lakers. Is that a loss? Yes. Okay. In the aggregate, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, They got Montrez Harrell. They got... KCP, Contavious, Caldwell Pope. That's it, right? Uh, Kuzma, and Kuzma. Tra- yeah, and Kuzma. Okay. I'd say that's a pretty fair trade. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they lost out on that trade. Yeah. I thought I that think- was a good the thing is there could like you need if you're one of these teams that are sort of bottom feeding teams, you need all like instead of having three guys who are decently good, you need one guy that's pretty good. I don't know if they did though. Okay, we'll talk about it. But I, I, in in terms of their rest of their offseason, they got Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign yep. and trade with Brooklyn, which I think is a great move. Uh, they got Aaron Holiday in a trade that the Bucs were involved in, I'm pretty sure. Right? That's yeah, the, that was the, the Bucs trading back, I think. It might have been two separate deals. I don't remember. That, yeah, they might have been two separate deals. But some things were – the Bucs were tangentially involved in that trade. Uh, Aaron Holiday going from the Pacers to the Wizards – uh, drafted Corey Kispert uh, with their best pick. He's a bucket, overall. isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a bucket. I like they Absolute needed more bucket. of those. Um, and yeah, that's their off season. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not really super. I don't. I don't have any stakes on this team. Like Bradley Beal is still really, really good. Like yeah. very, very good. Uh, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a good fit there. I think KCP, Kyle Kuzma, I think those guys are going to be good fits there. I think Trez, Trez, Trez could – eh, eh. yeah. how far has Trez fallen off in the last two years in the public perception? My goodness. Uh, you know, maybe uh, he'll get back there. If he just runs a, a crap load of pick and roll with Beal, maybe he'll, he'll get that rep back up. That was Trez's thing, right? Like run a bunch of pick and rolls and you're going to look awesome. But – uh, since he's not doing that, not so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I just don't have super strong feelings about the team. Like, 
I don't like, I'm trying to think of where I want to project them in terms of wins. And I can't really think well, of anything. Let's, let's try to talk more about them first. Okay. So I personally think this is actually a huge year for Beal because I don't think, I think they tried to put good teams around him. I mean, first wall, you know, obliterating his, his legs, unfortunately after signing the Supermax, that's just unfortunate. And that, that obviously put them behind the curve then you trade him for Russ, which I didn't love, but I thought, mm, you know, it's one huge contract for another. And maybe if you, maybe it fits, maybe it works. And I don't really think it worked. It, terrible in the first half of the year because Russ is always dealing with something. And when he's hampered by an injury, he's just, he's not helpful to your team because he doesn't adjust the way he plays. He just keeps doing the same stuff regardless. And if he's not good, he, he drives you into the ground. And he also did that in the playoffs when he was healthy, which is why when they moved him, I was like, you know what? I think this is actually good for them to get like move, like break that huge salary into parts, parts that I think fit a little better around Brad and just go, Hey, you know what, Brad, we got, there's a lot of good players on this team. There's only one great player, a lot of good players. Yeah. You might be talking to me. If Brad is this guy that I think we have been very positive, Brad will get upset if you're not very positive and, They'll vent on Twitter if you don't put them on All-NBA. All you know what? Earn it this year, Brad. Let's see top six. Top six season for the Wizards. And I'll feel good about it. And I think they can do it. I think they're capable of it. I don't think I'd project them. But it's really, it's like you have a bunch of good players. I think they fit around them really well. Their one horrible weakness is wing defense. I don't think they have a lot there. KCP's going to have a lot I think their just weakness is defense. Yeah. Where's the good defenders on this team? Yeah, that that is pretty much it. Not just Kuzma, wing defense. Kuzma. All of I think Kuzma's pretty good. He, he's he's all right. He's not like a stopper. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't they don't have a stop. I think KCP, Dinwiddie, Kuzma are fine. Beal's gonna have to do something there. Center position for them is weird. They love Gafford. I don't love Gafford. Gafford kind of reminds me of Time Lord. Not not enough true no, size. No, no, no. Excited about that. Time Lord's better than Gafford. Okay, maybe. In my opinion, they have they have Trez. You know what? You no, know, honestly, I think what could actually, if they're good, it's probably because one of Kispert, Rui, or um, Avdia. Avdia is like, oh, he's a real player. Like he is okay. Something is here, which I could see. I don't know about Kispert; he's a rookie, but I could see Avdia. Or really, I think Rui has been kind of intriguing at times. Like if Rui is a good secondary creator. Suddenly, they might be good enough that it doesn't matter that they don't play that much defense, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah, if one of those guys hits, then it's a different story. Yeah. I just need to see it. Oh, also, like, is Bertans just going to be awful forever, or can Bertans probably. play? They have a lot of fours. They need a trade. Too many fours. No more fours. That's a no more s'mores uh, Toby reference from The Office, if anyone was wondering. But like, they have Avdia. Bertans, Kuzma, plus Trez, and the, the other center guys who are kind of centers, kind of not. Yeah, they, they're, they're another team who could just use a consolidation deal. If they could get – you know who this team could really use? You know it would be great here? Pat Connaughton. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. He would be pretty good. You would no, be I'm not good. trading him to the Wizards. They don't have anything that Absolutely I want. Absolutely not. A, unless Absolutely it's a real trade. Not. But Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bradley Beal. 
Let me look at the Hornets roster before I say a win total. That's not how this works, Ty. You have to you have to do it just based on this team. But I can't. Don't cheat. I, I need to decide who I like better. You haven't been doing it for the other teams, Ty. Don't cheat here. I'm cheating. I guess it is our podcast. We do. Yeah, we make the rules. Okay. I, I'm so torn. Like, do I want to believe in Brad and the Wizards? But I also feel like I'm a little high on the Wizards every year, and they almost always disappoint me. Yep. So I'm going to say 39. Were they out last year? 34 and 38. So they were four four. under 500. That's a 39 win pace last year. Oh, so yeah. So here's the thing. They started off terrible because Russ was hurt. Then Russ played really well and they were really good. So like if you just don't have Russ, I guess you just assume that they're level throughout. I'm not entirely sure if that's how that works. Uh, I might, I might, yeah, I think 39 might be a solid shout for them. I just, I'm going to do that because I'm going to pencil in the Hornets at 41. <laughs> what do we have the Heat? 43? I said they're 41. Oh, I, I think I said 43. I think there's a world where the Heat finish third. To yeah, there of might be. Teams. I think this this two through four in the Southeast is actually very, it's roughly this actually... No, because the Central, it's just two through three. This is one of the more interesting middles of a – I guess the Atlantic, it kind of like this too, but what? Okay. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they might have the most intriguing. I guess they're like this. Uh, I guess they're yeah, like well, this. I didn't, I didn't fully have the, the thought formed. but It's um, okay. I, that's how I do things. Um, yeah, I'm going to say 39. We're both going to say 39. And you already gave your win projection for the Hornets at 41. Yeah. So let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. The LaMelo ball show, as we want to call them, or as I want to call them, I should say. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's fair. I'm very high on this team. I, I really like this Hornets team. They were great when they had LaMelo and uh, Rogier and uh, Hayward all healthy. Then when both uh, LaMelo and Hayward sort of got injured, it was sort of dicey and uh, Hayward never came back. LaMelo did. It was just, it, it was a rough season in terms of injury, but when they were all healthy, they were a pretty good team. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I believe in them right now. They got I, the, they got Wessel Wundu somehow. I forgot that was a thing. Um, that's the first name you say is Wessel Wundu. Absolutely. Not Kelly Oubre, not Mason Plumley. Wessel Wundu. I guess it was pretty <laughs> overwhelming overall. If those are the other two names. They drafted James Booknight, who's like, I don't know, interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Mason Plumley might actually be really good for them because he's not uh, Cody Zeller or Bismack Biombo. Probably the best defensive center they've had in a while. Probably. And he's not great, uh, but I think he's fine. And I don't. I think Zeller had really fallen off of fine. Yeah, their biggest loss was probably Devontae Graham. Or wait, they don't even have Biombo. Right? No, I think they used to. I don't think they do anymore. Yeah, they don't no, have he's, No, he's anymore. still a free agent. And Cody Zeller. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not those two. So <laughs> that's why Mason Plumlee is, I think, pretty good for them. Uh, Devontae Graham, he had a great season two seasons ago. And then last year, last year it wasn't great. And that's why they were fine with him getting a massive contract from the Pelicans uh, in a sign-in trade. 
I think they had a pretty good offseason. I think they're banking a lot on health. Uh, yeah. And adding Kelly Oubre isn't bad. Just another wing who can do things, do wing things. Not not really a 3 and D player, but more yeah. of a slasher, uh, which is good. If you want uh, guys to be moving around LaMelo so he can hit you with fantastic passes, he's good. Uh, they're just they're going to be fun. They're going to be running up and down the court. Miles Bridges is going to be yamming on absolutely everyone. It's going to be a show. Whether I think that translates to a lot of wins or not, is up for debate. Yeah. I think they might have around the same total as the Heat, around like 41, 42-ish wins. Yeah. But I think they'll be way more fun. And honestly, I think they might have a chance to win a series. Um, catching up on the chat, uh, Brett says Pat being part of a Beal deal, Beal deal would be another point in favor of his jersey being in the Raffers. Absolutely. Uh, and our friends, Buzzbeat Pod here on Blue Wire. Reminds us they were fourth in the East before the injuries, although they do finish, uh, sadly, six games below 500. I think they might have one of the wider floor-to-ceiling variances in the league, maybe? Like, I think health plays a big role into it. Hayward, of course, for years, the Hayward thing has been like, you know, he's probably not playing 80. He might not play 70. But are you going to get closer to 70 or like closer to 50 games from him? And if they get 70, between 70 and 80, I think they could do pretty well. Hopefully he's healthy for the playoffs. I want to see LaMelo and him in the playoffs. I think that would be awesome. I just, I think so much depends on like, what is PJ Washington this year? What is Miles Bridges this year? Like, I don't know. I, I like PJ. I like Bridges. Um, Malik Monk, I kind of get why they moved on from him. I don't think. Everything was was smooth sailing there. No, 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 no. Let's not let's not play revisionist history. Malik Monk was number one on your free agency board time for the number Bucks. one for the number Bucks. one before I would. I was not counting DeRozan or any of the other stars. I like the upside. I I don't. I think it was a change of scenery thing for the Hornets, though. I think the Bucks. I just, would I just want to. Right I just want to remind people. I want to remind people of what's happening. Just if he's awesome on the Lakers, I'm going to feel great. And I'm going to rub it in yours and Adams and less so Jordan. Cause Jordan is never, never that intense. But um, I, I do like Plumlee here. I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on like, what are the young guys? Does LaMelo is LaMelo going to linear improve in a linear fashion? Is he going to take a step back? I don't know. I think he was way better than I expected. And if he's even better this year, then maybe they, they might be onto division. something. Maybe they win this division. Ooh, I don't. I can. I can't really see them being better than the Hawks. Probably not. Atlanta's a lot deeper. You're right. You're right. I don't think they're better than the Hawks. I do think I, they could be. second. They could finish second. They definitely could finish second. In the I division. really like Rozier. Yeah, did you Rozier's see the video? Great. Did you yeah. see the video of he set up a workout and he was thanking the guys for attending the workout and I loved it. I was like, Terry Rozier. Thought, yeah. Who would have thought that all these years, like these three years later, whatever it is, we are all trashing the Hornets for not signing Kemba it and was then signing great, Terry Rozier. Great Absolutely move. fantastic move. Fantastic. Look at where those two players are in terms of their production. Kemba was traded to the Thunder and bought out. I, I hope Rozier. So he signed with the Knicks. I hope Rozier retires a Hornet. I'm all in on Terry Rozier and the Hornets. I think he and LaMelo together is a lot of fun. I think the question with them is really like, what is the three, four spots like? That's a a huge question. If Hayward is healthy a lot, then you got one of them filled up. 
Is PJ ready? Is I think Miles Bridges is probably the likely bet to to be that three. They also have Ubre there. I don't know. A lot to a lot to I think be excited about here if they stay healthy. We'll see what Book Knight is. And they're my league pass team. I'll say that they're a good league. They're a good league pass team. I almost feel like I'm selling them short with five hundred. I'm no. You know what? I'm I'm not going to do five hundred. I'm going to change it. Forty two. Forty three. Same as the Heat. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stick with forty one. Okay. I have them tied with the Heat. But why? It's tough because I could see them taking a tiny step back because a lot of these teams have gotten better. Like, it's going to be harder to get wins. Like I think yeah. they have the potential to improve, but I think the rest of the East also improved a lot, so it's going to be more difficult to get wins. I I just really I think so much comes down to Hayward. I have a hard time thinking they'd ever be under 500 if Hayward plays like the whole year. Fair. <sighs> I don't know. It's tough. Now, now you're making me reconsider. I, that's, hey, I'm, I'm persuasive. It's what I do. No, so just because you said that, I'm going to stick with 40. <laughs> okay, fair. Take it away from me. So uh, I think you had 51 for the Hawks. I said 50, I think. Oh, you said 50. I think I said 48. Yeah. And then Miami? You uh, had, I said 41. I think I said 43. I said 43 for Charlotte. I think I said 39 for the Wizards. Yeah, we both said 39 for the Wizards. We're about to say a lower number. Yes, we Probably are. <laughs> the lowest number we've said, at least on this episode. Maybe not overall. I think the Central had some contenders. But I think there's a clear bottom three. Cleveland, Detroit. I think it might be the lowest overall. <laughs> I think Orlando might be the worst team in the league next year. I am so low on everything they're doing. Love John Hammond. Love John Hammond to death. Thank you for everything you've done for the Bucs, John Hammond. I, what I don't is think, this? I don't think this team makes any sense, dude. I what don't understand team? it at all. This is like a team built to get the number one pick. But also, like, I think they're intrigued with, like, almost all these guys. I am not particularly intrigued with a lot of these guys. I think they are. Yeah, Terrence Ross is absolutely going to get traded at the deadline. Absolutely. He's basically like winking that he's going to already. Yeah, and he that was last season. This. <laughs> last season, he was thinking like, oh, am I getting traded? No, he's getting traded this offseason, like this, this season for sure. There's no chance. Like they got Jalen Suggs, who I think is going to be pretty good. Like I think he has a chance to be really good. Uh, they, like Markel Fultz might be healthy this year. Who knows what they have with him? He was taking some strides with the Magic before he got hurt again. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, they got the GOAT, Robin Lopez. Please buy him out so he can sign with the Bucks. Uh Actually, no, that would take him away from Disney's. I don't know if yeah, I want to let, let, him, let him stay there with the Wagner bros. and, and everything. Oh, They have then, two Wagners. They have yeah. two Wagners. That's excessive. They draft Franz and then go sign Mo. And I remember at the time I tweeted, Orlando, you have to wait until the little brother becomes a star first before you, you can't just give away the roster spot day one to your second pick in the first. Come on, make him show something before you sign Mo. Like this is, I think, I think the issue is, and I think we may be having some streaming YouTube issues potentially. So if you're on YouTube and, and the quality is weird, check out the pod feed later. Uh, it'll be should be a lot crisper, but I'm actually with the magic is like I feel like they have three total positions 
and they just have like six guys at each of the positions. Like they have all these weird guards who I don't think can play together. Like I'll Michael Carter Williams is still there. Cole Anthony, Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Etwan Moore, Chason Randall for some reason, Jalen Suggs, like all these guards. Then they have all these weird big guys, Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner. Oh, they also have Sundarius Thornwell, I think. Um, they have Mo Bamba. They have Robin Lopez for some reason. Uh, they also have, where is Wendell Carter? What? Why? What? Like this? Who apparently like, they really like. Everyone has always really liked him, and he's never done the thing that he needs to do. But like, they need to make some choices. Like, pick five, six young guys, and do something with the rest. You so, cannot. Here's here's my counter argument to that: is why do you need to? Because I, I, how do you develop anyone when your team is just this trash fire of guys who don't know how to play yet? Well, they don't need to develop MCW. <laughs> they no, need to not, develop not MCW. I'm saying just young. They need guys. to develop Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. That's two guards. I, I think they want to develop RJ Hampton. I think they want to develop Fultz. Fultz probably starts. Fultz I, I, just, I, I don't like the fits at all. I don't understand how the pieces work. Uh, sneaky buyout name for the Bucks later is going to be Gary Harris. I don't yeah, know if he makes yeah. it all year. I mean, he might. Is he expiring? If he's not expiring, maybe not. But if he is, I don't think he's expiring. He, actually, he might still be on a pretty big deal. Um, so maybe not. But I don't know. I just I don't like the way they're wrong. They also have Isaac, who's like okay, he's like going to be an all defensive player now. He can't stay healthy. They have a lot of guys who can't really stay healthy. He is expiring. Oh yeah. So I think I think Gary Harris could be a fun Bucks buyout guy. Uh, That's later twenty mil though. <laughs> why, why do the Magic care? That's fair. They got to pay it I think they way. try to trade him first. They'll, I'm sure they will. This, this would be post-deadline, pre-buyout. They have to pay it either way. They'll take 600K less or whatever. He can go play with the Bucks. But they also have Chuma OKK, who they screwed out of a year of NBA service by making him play with their G League team as he re- re- rehabilitated before he signed his NBA contract. Wait, That's what? A, yeah. Wait, tell me. I, they drafted I him in the back okay. of the lottery, didn't sign him, they he acquired his G League rights. He rehabbed with the G League team, and then they signed him. So he lost a year of NBA service time. That's a huge earning power thing. Like Hold that, up. Yeah. How do I not know that? No one knows about this. I wrote about it back when I did my Patreon, and I was like, "This is terrible," and nobody cared. It's an awful thing they did to him. It worked out for them. Not great for Chumo Kidman. Wow. Okay. No benefit uh, to him whatsoever. Just all risk. And again, NBA service time determines how much you get paid. He will now accrue his years one year later than he should have. So he still has four years left, three, maybe three now, left on his, his rookie contract, even though he was drafted a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, Terrence Ross also is a guy who's he probably going to play a game for the Lakewood Met. Oh, yeah, because he had a 20. He was, he was, he was hurt. Yeah, yeah, they knew he was hurt. But it's like, get him in the NBA facility. Come on. Um, so not hiring them for that. And yeah, I don't know. I think their team doesn't make any sense. If they do trade Terrence Ross, are they going to score 85 points a game? That might be high. Like, <laughs> uh, Markel Fultz. Hope you're, hope you're ready for this. You know, Cole Anthony showed some things. RJ Cole Hampton Anthony showed. was showing a lot, actually. Uh, My issue that was like, in. I don't, know, I don't know how many guys can show out on a team like this. I think they, they did themselves a disservice, and it might have been hard. I don't know if anyone wants some of these young guys, 
but they need to get some actual vets. Like their vets are MCW, Gary Harris, Robin Lopez, Ross, and James Ennis. And I, again, I don't even, I don't know who's going to play. I don't understand the magic. I do understand they're not going to be good at, at NBA basketball next year. Yeah, uh, 12. I'll say 15. I'll say, I'll 15. say no, yeah. I'd say 14, 15. Yeah. You know, 14. I'm going to go one lower. I, I don't know. That Bucks team that won 15 was pretty bad and very injured. 15 it's is hard low. To, yeah, that's true. You, sometimes you just win games. Yeah. Like the other team just like out loses you. <laughs> right. The Bucks are great at this. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll stick with 15. I'm not going to go 14. I might go a little. I, I might go higher. I might go 16. Who are they going to beat 16 times? <laughs> Um, do they, they have the lowest? Rec- do they have the lowest ceiling in the NBA? Absolutely, realistic ceiling. Yes, they have no chance of doing anything. Like they, they would need some of the more unprecedented leaps in NBA history. Oh yeah, no, and literally every team in the league has more direction than them, and more proven talent, and more—not even more like proven talent. That's also true. But like even like OKC has SGA, we're like, okay, yeah, he's gonna be good. Exactly. Like, Houston has like KPJ, Jalen Green, and if that doesn't Christian Wood uh, work, they have Christian Wood, Kelly Olynyk, Eric Gordon. Uh, the Pistons now have Cade. Yeah, Pistons pre Cade probably would have been down. Jeremy Grant. Too. Yeah, Grant is already Hadid good. Bay, Isaiah Stewart. Do they, like, have they have the have worst? Players. Do they have the worst best player on the team in the league? They have to, right? Who's their best player? The, Ross. A, I, Terrence Ross. I think you might. Right? <laughs> no, it might be Robin Lopez, you know? That has to be the worst in the league, though. I'm looking at the other conference. Oh, my God. Robin Lopez. I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's close. I think – is it actually Robin Lopez? I, I think Ross is probably better. I don't know, man. It's it's an argument. <laughs> Do you want? You, I guess you could say faults if you want. They're clearly the worst. No, you can't. You look at the bad teams in the West, and it's like SGA, Carl Towns, De'Aaron Fox. The Rockets are probably the closest with C. Wood. Yeah, but that's he's, he's way better much than better. Any, he's much yeah, better. way better than anyone and, and else. And they have a the rookie match. who's probably going to be better than uh, than a lot of these guys too. Yeah, this is that's horrible. What a, what an awful way to think about it. Yeah, that's so, depressing as hell. Eighty five might be high. You're right. Uh, I might go there. What's their over under? Oh my god, I wonder. Oh man, it might be high because I hear the books are doing the good teams really low because I think teams don't care about the regular season anymore. Which to me is like, okay, just easy over on the Nets or Bucks if you ever see them in the mid-50s. Uh, this, what, what is there? 2021. So, wow. What? Vegas is the, is the magic at 31 and a half wins. What? What? I'm <laughs> taking a bet. I am taking a bet and smashing what? that under. They might knock it half. What? That's the Vegas. 31? That's the suit. That's suit. That's Westgate. Hold on. I need to. I need to make a couple withdrawals. <laughs> My savings account is getting wiped out for a few months, and then it's getting double. It's thirty-one and a half. They're above the Bulls. 
Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong view. They're not at 31 and a half, are they? No, they they're not. I was looking at last year. Okay. Okay. And they won 21. Oh. It would have been a good bet last year, too. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the Magic are at 20, 22 and a half. Still a pound the under. Come on. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 30, 31 and a half. I would have lived, like I would have I would have gotten a little irresponsible. I would have gotten very irresponsible. Oh my god. Um uh, yeah. the chat says magic ownership should be revoked. I'm assuming it's the same since Shaq, and they got lucky twice with Shaq and Dwight. Nothing ever since, really. Listen, bad things happen in the DeVos family. Wouldn't hate to see it. Wouldn't hate to see it one nah, bit. Absolutely, absolutely. I will not. tell you, you that. I will tell you that. That's one of the I don't think there's that many anymore. One of the ownership groups were just like, how is this even allowed in 2021? Yep. Yeah, Tillman. Tillman, yeah. Tillman, just because uh, he's like clearly broke. Um, um probably the, the, the Knicks. Pelicans. The Knicks. The Pelicans, eh. The Knicks are, I think, worse. Yeah, they haven't made as many egregious mistakes recently, though. Yeah. The guy's finally shutting up a little bit. The Bulls yeah. probably. Yeah, but they changed they cleaned that. Like they uh they actually or ownership, but yeah. That's true. But yeah, once they got them to, like 30 years. Yeah, but once they got Carsonovas in there, it actually had some sort of direction. The issue with Reinsdorf, this is the same as, as Pelicans. They they shouldn't be allowed to have another team in another league because there's always a favorite. And unfortunately, it's never the NBA team. This is also true of the Nuggets, although they're finally spending. But, like, they also – Cronky's on the – I think they have, like, every Denver team, actually. But they own the Broncos. Cronky owns Arsenal, too. Insane. He? I think so. This man is they also unbelievably the rich. They might. Uh, that's probably less talking about. But, like, the um, the Pelicans and Saints, the Saints are the favorite. Reinsdorf has the White Sox and Bulls. He might forget the Bulls exist this year with the way the White Sox are playing. And then, I guess we haven't mentioned yet – Number one worst situation right now is probably actually Portland because um, it's just basically in a trust and nothing is happening yep. and it's it's. They kind actually of a mess. don't own the Rockies. They don't own the Rockies. Okay, but I know he owns they, he owns the he owns uh, the Nuggets. He owns the Avalanche. He owns the Colorado okay. Crush, uh, which is the Arena Football. Do league. they have? Do they have? He's not of the Broncos. Uh, no, he's the Rams. Oh, oh, duh. That's right. Okay. So I knew there was a football team. The Mammoth, uh, which is the National Lacrosse League. <laughs> uh, I love sports. The Gladiators, which is their Overwatch League. Oh. Uh, they have the Gorillas, which is the COD League. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. This is all cranky. Yes. And uh, of course, the bi- his biggest team is Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal, pretty, pretty, pretty sizable. It's just it's wild how much this guy owns in terms of sports. Uh, yeah, Screaming Eagle is that? Okay, I think we've read enough. Oh wait, that's Winery and Vineyards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, but that's all the that's all the teams. That's all that's the whole East. So next week. This might might end up being a really long pod. I, I think we're gonna try and do all three West divisions at once. Maybe not. We'll we'll see. We might have to go quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might have to which I think will be easier in the other conference, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um I, I could see it being really long. So I think the West is actually pretty contentious this year, but mm. we'll figure it out. But 
that's all we've got for uh, yeah. for this one. I'm just I'm just reading Cronky's Wikipedia page right now. Okay, well, um, <laughs> that tied up. Yeah, that means it's time to wrap it up. Um, thank you if you're watching live or if you're listening to this on the pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on both the Eurostep and Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to plug. We yeah. have the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe so you get everything fresh in your inbox as soon as we hit publish. Uh, make Gonna sure you subscribe to- tomorrow morning. If you're listening live, sign up now. It's with this episode, all the links. So sign up, Substack, baby. Yep. Yeah, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss when we go live. Make sure you have notifications on for that. So you're a step podcast network on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're leaving five-star reviews up in there. Get it uh, read. We, we're having the off-season. Things have slowed down. Joel Joel's review, I think his name is Joel. Joel or Joel from Canada was our last review. A, come on, guys. Like a month ago. So come on, come people. on. Get the guys. reviews in. We're almost at 200. So let's get there. I said 28. It's actually 18 away. But leave a five star rating and review on Apple and get your review read. As long as it's five stars, got to be five stars. Well, I, we've read scathing criticism of me off and on. Like you can it, hit or miss is not scathing criticism. <laughs> hit scathing, truly scathing. So drop your hot take in the review and get it read on the show. And if you're saying, Ty, Rohan, I've already I've already done it. Eurostep Podcast Network on Apple, rating and review. You got family members? Make another you got, account. You got a significant other? You have a different Apple device, different Apple ID? Like, get you have busy. an Apple store near you? Yeah. Oh, that's a great call. That's a great call. Find a bunch of logged in devices. And you want to go get the new iPhone? Just go do that. Yeah, and you have to have a new Apple account, but that's easy peasy. No big deal there. Anyone you know, tell people you know, hey, let me see your phone for a second. I need to leave my guys a note and get it read on the most prosperous Bucks podcast. Yeah. Do that. And they'll have no questions. They'll be like, which podcast is it? And then you're spreading the word. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll know. They'll know. They'll say, oh, oh you're that's a set podcast network. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you're subscribed uh, just everywhere. We have a lot yeah. of links. Uh, we'll be tweeting about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just make sure you're following. Make sure you uh, are enjoying the content because, you know, we're trying our best out of here. Uh, thank you. And we will talk to you next time. Enjoy whatever you're going to be doing. I'm still talking for some reason. 